KXNO Des Moines. Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. Yesterday, the bracket was announced for Iowa State in the Battle for Atlanta's basketball tournament starting November 27th. The Cyclones will face off against Juwan Howard in Michigan in the first round of the tournament before seeing North Carolina or Alabama in the second game. The other side of the bracket includes Gonzaga, Oregon, and Seton Hall. Iowa State last faced Michigan in 2013 when the Cyclones picked up a 77-70 win at Hilton Coliseum. The John Deere Classic is underway in the Quad Cities from TPC Deer Run. Iowan Zach Johnson struggled, though, shooting his worst-ever score in the tournament with a 1-over-72. The projected cut line is 2-under as Johnson's on the course today. The unofficial second half of the baseball season got started last night with the Astros in Texas to face the Rangers. Texas jumped on top early from 105.3 The Fan. Here's Rugnet Odor, the infield back, and here's a drive toward the right field corner. It is a fair ball, hitting just shy of the wall under the 349 marker. Gallo is in, Santana roms home. It's a two-run double for Rugnet Odor and a 4-0 Rangers lead. From there, it was all Lance Lynn. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. Struck him out with a fastball away, a four-seamer that time. The 2-2. Swing and a miss. And that's the 11th strikeout for Lance Lynn, tying his season high. Lynn picks up his Major League leading 12th victory of the year in a 5-0 Rangers victory. A full schedule of baseball begins today at 120 with the Cubs hosting the Pirates. It'll be you Darvish opposite Chris Archer. The Twins are on the road in Cleveland against the second-place Indians. Kyle Gibson faces Mike Clevenger. The Cardinals are home for the Diamondbacks. On a game you can hear here on 1460 KXNO, Adam Wainwright gets the ball for the Cardinals against Robbie Ray. Also, the Brewers host the Giants, Royals at home for Detroit, and the White Sox are in Oakland. Stay up to date at KXNO.com and all day on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon with you here until noon. Busy hour. Brian Walton momentarily on the Cardinals as they get set to start their second half of the season. Boy, and what a month of July it's going to be for the Redbirds. We will know a whole lot more about this team. Seven against the Pirates. Four against the Reds. Cubs are in there for a three-game set. So are the Astros. More with that Brian Walton momentarily. Pete Mundo is going to talk Big 12 with us uh, from Heartland College Sports. He'll join the program in about 15 minutes or thereabouts. And then we will uh, open up the phone lines. By the way, Claxons open up the phone lines for our Claxons giveaway. We had a perfect score last week in Claxons. We had a 4-0. and The runner-up was 3-1. and uh, But the winner, the 4-0, and gets himself a $35 gift certificate. Who was that, Trent, that, uh, that swept the board? 4-0 last week. Let me pull out the trusty notebook here. The 4-0 with Shane Potratz. Shane Potratz. 4-0 and 3-1 and and for Jim. Nice week last it was. week. It was. Going to have to be good this week, maybe. Are we trending in that direction? 
Uh, no. No, 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 no. Probably not. Uh, let's get Brian Walton in here. Uh, the uh, CardinalNation.com is where you can see all of Brian's stuff. He joins us as we talk St. Louis Cardinals. Of course, the Cardinals play here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 Kicks. So, Brian, good to talk to you again. Trent and Ken came out of the break looking at this schedule for the remaining days uh, in the month of July. Three with Arizona, seven with the Pirates, four with the Reds in between that those two Pirates series. Here comes Houston for three before finishing the month against the Chicago Cubs. Uh, it's not easy, Brian, by a long shot. Wow, what a tough schedule. Well, you know, 14 of the 20 games are in the division, and they're against the Pirates and the Reds. And those teams are obviously playing better this year, but those are teams that the Cardinals should beat. So, yeah, I mean, the schedule's tough, but it's not like they're having to play the Cubs and Brewers every weekend. Now, they do have another series against the Cubs to close the month and, uh, that'll be very, very important because so far this year, the home team's won all those, all those games and the Cubs have a 6-3 edge. So it is Yadi Molina to the DL, a guy that has been obviously a Hall of Famer in Cardinals lore and maybe even more than that going forward. But he is aging. He is a catcher. He has been incredibly durable for that position. Your thoughts on not just this injury to Yadi, but long-term big picture where you see Yadi going from here. Well, Molina, uh, you know, suffered a uh, suffered a thumb injury, a tendon strain in his right thumb uh, at the end of May, uh, and was out for the, the that last Cup series in Chicago. He tried to come back mid month, and he wasn't right. And you know, you've got an injury in your hand; it affects your grip, it affects his ability to catch. So he finally had to admit that the right thing to do was to go onto the injured list and, and try to get healthy. Uh, the good news is that the Cardinals have. Uh, a proven major league backup that they haven't had for a long time because guys, you know, backup catchers didn't want to come to St. Louis and they were play. But right. they have Matt Wieters, you know, who's a former former All Star, and he's going to step in. And then they have a very good prospect in Andrew Kisner, who's going to be the backup. So, you know, certainly Ozuna or Molina provides leadership, but you know they do have some guys to fill in the fill in the gap. Yeah, Wieters had some. Uh, he's had some big moments uh, this last oh, couple three weeks leading up to the uh, All Star break. So, what does Mazaloc do? I mean, right now. Uh, the division, as you know, Brian, it's wide open. I, I think anyone can win it. I truly do. I, I think the Reds are very much alive in this thing. Pirates, if I had to pick a team that I to eliminate, I think I would throw the Pirates out, and that's do so at your own risk because they're not awful. What's Mazalok? When when do you think he will know uh, if they're going to be buyers or sellers, and what do you expect? Well, you know, it's an interesting situation, Ken. Uh, you know, as folks probably know, the trade deadline has been changed this year and that the end of July is it for major league trades. So we're talking about just 19 days for, you know, things to sort out in terms of who are buyers and who are sellers. And there's a lot of teams like the entire central division that are on the fence. You know, do you mortgage the future in an environment where you may just end up with a wild card or nothing? And the problem with the Cardinals is that they have a team that has underachieved from top to bottom, from left to right. And the offense has been the biggest problem but there's not really an obvious place where you plug somebody in if you bring them in. So the thinking is, well, maybe they get a starting pitcher and, and you know, double down on pitching, which has been one of their strengths, uh, except their rotation has been, you know, just average. So 
I, I think and the other area that the Cardinals need help is left-handed relief. So, you know, there's already been talk uh, that they're back around talking to the Giants about Will Smith, and if not, who's an all-star. And if, if not him, the Cardinals will probably bring somebody in from the left side of the pen. But I think, uh, you know, a top-flight starting pitcher, you know, could make a huge difference. Uh, Matt Carpenter is not a good year. He finished the first half of the season on the uh, injured list. I believe it was the back, Brian, which, you know, those things can flare up at any time. As you look at this roster, who needs to elevate their game? Uh, who has underachieved in the first half? And I know there's been a number of guys on that list, but but if the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs, who's going to be the guy that elevates their game and maybe not carries the team, but certainly has a much better second half than the first half? Well, there's two guys. One is Carpenter, who you mentioned, who's just had an abysmal first half. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's been an all-star multiple times, banning 216. Uh, he's eighth in the team in RBI. Matt Carpenter is eighth in the team in RBI. But the other guy is Paul Goldschmidt, who, you know, is a perennial all-star and is just, you know, not having a good season by Paul Goldschmidt standards. And, you know, those two guys are the guys that are paid to get the Cardinals offense going. And as they go, the team will go. If they heat up and play well, the Cardinals will improve significantly. If they don't, they continue to be like they are. The Cardinals are going to be a 500 team and be at home for the fourth straight year in October. And that is not going to sit well with an uneasy fan base. Pretty nice bounce back year from Dexter Fowler. Still maybe not the heights that some Cardinal fans were hoping, but after year number one was okay, year two certainly a huge disappointment. Here in the third year, at least he's out there being productive at the plate. What is he like defensively now at this point in his career? 33 years old, what would you consider him on the defensive side of things? Well, he's no longer a center fielder. He's mostly in right field, and that's another problem with the team, Trent, in that Harrison Bader, who was pretty much given the center field mm-hmm. job, uh, you know, is a gold-glove caliber defender but can't hit. And so Fowers had to play more in center field, and he's had ankle problems in recent years and just isn't the player defensively that he used to be. But just to put it in perspective how underachieving the Cardinals' offense is, putting aside Marcelo Zuna, who's, who's injured and is clearly their top offensive threat, in terms of OPS plus, on-base uh, plus slugging, normalized to 100% to compare players across, Dexter Fowler is the top OPS hitter on the Cardinals among active players right now. So, yeah, he's had a turnaround year. But again, you know, Dexter Fowler is a role player. He's not the guy that's going to carry the Cardinals into the playoffs. That's clearly Goldschmidt and Carpenter, and neither one of them, you know, right now are are, are performing anywhere near where they've been in the past. Uh, Brian Walton from the CardinalNation.com joins the program. Brian, might we be witnessing the final couple of months of Adam Wainwright's career? I think so. Uh, I, you know, Wainwright missed a little bit of time on the injured list. You know, he wanted to go out on his own terms. And, uh, you know, he's 37 now. He's got a 4.31 ERA. You know, he's okay, but, you know, he's not the Adam Wainwright that we saw before. And he's getting by as a crafty veteran. And he's relying more and more on his signature curveball because his fastball isn't fast anymore. Uh, and so, you know, I think Adam Wainwright, you know, well, maybe he'll want to come back one more year. Maybe the Cardinals will have him. But I would think this may be it for, for his very long and celebrated career. So Sunday, watching the Futures game, a couple of Cardinals out there, including a starter. Tell us about the two guys that played the game, though, Nolan Gorman and Dylan Carlson, part of certainly the top two prospects, it seems like, for the Cardinals. Yeah, this week, uh, Keith Law of ESPN came out with his midseason uh, top 50 prospects rankings across baseball. And uh, Nolan Gorman came in number 20, Dylan Carlson came in number 30. So the Cardinals have a couple of young players who are very well thought of. Gorman's still down in high A. He is a power threat. He's a power-hitting third baseman. Uh, he's still having trouble with the strikeouts, uh, but he's got tremendous power, and he's still a teenager. 
Um, Dylan Carlson was a first-rounder, uh, uh, almost two years older than um, Gorman, and he's at double-A. And Dylan Carlson has always had to play young for his leagues. The Cardinals have always challenged him. And now at double-A this year, Carlson is really putting together a nice year. It started off in Major League Spring Training. He opened a lot of eyes. And he's among the Texas leader, league leaders in a number of hitting categories. And, you know, it's unfortunate that he's not probably quite ready for next season because the Cardinals may have an opening in left field next year if Marcelo Zuna doesn't come back. And Carlson's a guy that they're kind of thinking may be the long-term solution there. Mm. Who's going to close now that Hicks is out? Is it going to be Gant? No, Carlos Martinez. Carlos Martinez, you really? know, interesting story. Tremendous arm, but, you know, strange shoulder problems. He came back and he had this, you know, what's his role going to be? And and then all of a sudden Jordan Hicks is out, and so now it's clear Carlos Martinez is going to be the ninth inning guy. And I, I think he'll do a very fine job in that role. All right, Brian, let's get you on the record here. Um, who's going to win this division? When it's all said and I done, who, who represents the uh, National League Central? I think the Cubs are the, the best team in the division. I think certainly the Brewers and the Cardinals are both right up there, and I think those three will come down to the wire. I appreciate what Pittsburgh's done. I don't think they have the pitching, and I think you know the the Reds have been an exciting team. Mm-hmm. But you know when all said and done, I think those two will be the you know fall back to their traditional fourth and fifth places. Is there a wild card in this division? Does the runner up grab one of the two cards? Boy, I don't think so. At least not right now. I mean, you know, there's some teams in the West, some teams in the East as mm-hmm. well that are that are pretty good. You know, the Phillies and and, and Braves in the East certainly Nationals. Um, yeah, and then Nationals as well. So I, I could see the two, you know, I could see the two wild card teams coming from the East. I could too. Brian Walton, the CardinalNation.com. Brian, thanks for popping on. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you in the weeks to come. Take care. Good to talk to you. Brian Walton, the CardinalNation.com as we talk KX and O's team, St. Louis Cardinals. A playoff team? No. I don't think so either. No. We both really liked the team coming into the mm-hmm. year too. I, I did. Bringing in Goldschmidt. Mm-hmm. Bullpen looked good. I wonder what it is with Goldschmidt. Wonder why he's having he struggled like this. Arizona more of a hitter's park, but not that big of mm. a difference. I mean St. Louis, I don't know. Doesn't look like the same guy though. Really doesn't. Who do you think wins the division? Brewers. You you do you can stick with the Brew Crew? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I want to see the Cubs do it because it's good for business. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I guess if I had to, I'd go with you. Yeah. I like this Brewers team. We'd get plus money on it right now. Would you? The, Cub, the Cubs are still the. Betting favorite. It's got to be the national brand, a part of that too, though, right? Uh, for sure, yeah. for sure. Uh, speaking of uh, plus money and any money in sports wagering, mm-hmm. a month from today, month from today, one August month from today. 12. That's the uh, that's the target date and uh, unscheduled. At this point, that's when they want to cut the ribbon and throw it open and legalize sports wagering. I mean, we already know it's part; it's passed the law, but mm-hmm. they believe everything's going to be ready to go one month from today. So. Your over-under totals in the NFL, college football totals, pick your World Series winner, do so in the month of August, maybe get a little bit of a better price. You get the Winnipeg Jets at 30-1. to 1. <laughs> You'll be doing that, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll have it. I'll have a little yeah. taste of my Jets. So, I will be in line at 12.01. Well, I'll be in line before that. If, if it's midnight, 12 midnight. <laughs> you wonder, I wonder if Prairie... Or Wild Rose will do a midnight madness. Right. Or if it's the law will say it actually it's 6 a.m. or 8 a.m. or whatever it is, that's when you can do it. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. <laughs> Signing up for your account because yes. you'll play online, but you got to go to the, you have to be physically on the property. They mm-hmm. need to see you 
with your identification the first time. You can't like you just can't sit in your living room and sign up. You have to go out to one of the casinos to begin with, and then you can fund your account and not have to go back. But you can certainly go back and sit in a book and mm-hmm. swill some beers and watch some games and have some fun. Maybe there'll be some late night baseball, live wagering. Maybe even will be a part of my first bet. You know what? I'm anxious to see Trent. I'm anxious to see how long they decide to stay open for. Will right. they be open at the end of the West Coast games? Or is it eh, about 10 o'clock? We'll leave we the shut TVs on, but. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm anxious. There's someone. Oh, it's going to be such a fascinating month. Yes, it is. Month from today, 12th <laughs> of August. Can't wait. Um, As Bart Scott famously there, yelled. Will there be a line? I mean, you're everybody, everybody, if you're so inclined, you're going to be prepared, meaning you're going to have to, you're going to choose the casino you want to do business with. Sure. You don't have to exclusive to one. You nope. can go to all of them. Go to Lakeside. Uh, you can go to uh, Meskwaki. Um, I'll be doing some line shopping. Yeah, I think you would. But So you will head to Jefferson, sign up mm-hmm. for an account of Wild Rose, do the same in Altoona, do the same in Osceola, perhaps. Um I wonder, but but on August the twelfth, will there be a line of people that day, or will they? Cause nah, I don't want to bet. I'm gonna, I'm a football guy. Remember New Jersey though? That yes, line it was bonkers. It was absolutely huge. Obviously, more people. Mm-hmm. There'll be a line, no doubt. I'm but not was going to be alone there. True, but it was basketball season then. It was. It's baseball season now. So but you futures. got the, you got the futures. Yeah, yeah, you got the futures. Go out there, put a future wager on the clones, mm-hmm. on the Hawks. I was asked route. this question uh, two days ago. What do you think it's going to be like on opening day? You know, I, I, I don't know if it's going to be the madhouse that everybody assumes. It's going to be an event. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. I hope you get to come with me, too. Hmm. Yeah. I'm in. Yes. Uh, Pete Mundo, uh, Big 12 Conversation next. Here till noon, we've got some uh, Claxon's Barbecue to give away. 4-0 winner last week. Got $35, a 3-1. That's what it took to finish second. He got a $25 gift certificate from Claxon's. We'll do that. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more. From 1460 KXNO. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, Claxon's Barbecue in about 20 minutes. Give you an opportunity to win some BBQ from our friends at Claxon Southwest uh, 8th Street uh, in Altoona in business, in the barbecue business in Altoona for 20 plus years, which tells you uh, they must be doing something, right? I can tell you firsthand they're doing a whole lot of things, right? It is outstanding. Claxon's Barbecue. All right, working on Pete Mundo, trying to get him in here before we get to Big Ten, Big Ten, Big 12 Media Days uh, next week in Dallas, Monday and Tuesday. Chris is going to be there. He'll join the program, Dylan Montz. Uh, likewise, Alex Halstead. They'll all be down there. We'll get them in the first three days before Trent and I, of the week, uh, before Trent and I make our way to Chicago. And hopefully we'll have the... I don't know, the good fortune of maybe having Ferentz stop by or yes. maybe a couple of the uh, scholar athletes that will, student athletes, Nate Stanley, Torn Young, Ojemudia. I reached out yesterday to Steve Rowe to see oh, if good, that's going to be a possibility. Say, I was going if you didn't. Did you he, hear back from him? He said they'll, Thursday's a no-go. They won't be getting in until late Thursday because they're not there until Friday, you know, for their actual media session. Right. And Friday's Ference is right off the bat, right? He 8 a.m.? Yes, he'll be there bright and early, he said. Check it on the schedule. Hopefully, 
Yeah, I'll be able to drop a player by, drop by coach. Not going to be probably a long ranging twenty minute interview. Or no, anything but like they've that. been very good. When yep. uh, who was, was were they with Peralta? I think it was or Brinson. I don't know. Uh, a couple of years, um, Steve Rowe was very uh, very good uh, filtering the guys through the mm-hmm. local media. Uh, the radio station is there, and we'll be there on Radio Row. So hopefully, we'll be able to uh, uh, have those some of those guys sit down with us. You know, the Big Twelve trend. Um, if we get Pete Mundo, great. If we don't. TCU, Oklahoma State, TCU, both of them to me. I, I think that, you know, earlier with Bama Bob, if not uh, Texas or Oklahoma, whom, mm-hmm. uh, we all, it, it was, uh, we, it was a sweep for Iowa State. If TCU had a quarterback, and, and they're so unsettled at the quarterback. They are. I, I think it's going to be, I mean, I don't know. Alex Dalton, do you remember him at K State? Yeah, absolutely. Didn't wow you? No. Now he's at K State and he might be the favorite to win that job. I think it's going to be the kid from high school who blew his knee, Rogers, and he was very highly thought of. So this essentially would be his redshirt freshman year. I think he wins the job there. And likewise with, uh, with Gundy at Oklahoma State, they don't have a quarterback. They don't, but they always score. They always yeah, find but a Corn way to Ellison was good last year. Remember, he sat. He was what he sat behind the starter for four years, and as a fifth-year senior, finally got his opportunity. And I thought he was good. He was, yeah. But this year, it's a young guy that they've seemed to identify. I think redshirt freshman that was pretty highly regarded himself. Was he? he was a top twenty quarterback coming out of high uh-huh. school. So go there. It's Gundy. Their defense just has to get better, mm-hmm. and they lost one of their best defensive players to Nebraska grad transfer. Uh, the brother of a Nebraska wow, football player. I, didn't was, that. I can't think of his name, but he'll be a starter for for Nebraska this season. They just have to be better there. Gundy, though, over the last decade, every time they've taken these steps back, they bounce back with a big step forward the year after. You go back, they went from nine and four to eleven and two, from eight and five to ten and three, from seven and six to ten and three. Trent, they've won ten games the last three years in a row. Before last year, yeah. Before yeah, seven, before the seven yeah. and six, right. Yeah. They've won, I think, six of the last nine years they've won double-digit huh. games. Should get them the benefit of the doubt? Mm, Got to have a quarterback. Got to have a quarterback. He, who always makes quarterbacks, though? In this league. Yeah. He's had some success. Gundy. He's had some success. Have they ever had bad quarterback play? Oh, I'm sure they have. Um, Over the last decade? They've had guys that weren't as good. Mm-hmm. Now, Brandon Whedon was elite. Brandon Whedon was a first-round pick. Wasn't elite at the NFL level. No. Where, where was he? Twenty? What? Didn't he? Cle- did Cleveland take him at, in the twenty? Didn't he yes, go to Cleveland? Yes. I think he did. In the twenties, I want to say. Oh, you know, there was a thing yesterday I came across, and yesterday was everybody was looking for a topic, right? Mm-hmm. That that was one of the day, and um, the most overrated athlete in all of college sports, and and the names that came up, and I'm thinking to, to myself, okay, Tim Tebow had an awful NFL career. Johnny Manziel had an awful NFL career. But how can you call these guys overrated athletes? They both won a Heisman Trophy, for crying out loud. I mean, that's not what an overrated athlete is. Um, Bosworth. No, that's an overrated athlete. When I saw that list, I thought, meh. I mean, I, I didn't see, I guess, the specifics of what you're looking for when it goes into that. But I wouldn't call either of those cats overrated. I mean, Manziel's got the statue. Tebow's got the statue. That's not overrated. Not to me, anyways. 
All right. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports, going to join us talking college football as we continue on here uh, with the Big 12. Pete, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. You know, Trent and I just spent the last couple of minutes talking about Oklahoma State and TCU. We uh, we eliminated uh, Oklahoma and Texas from the conversation, and it was a consensus that, well, if it's not one of those two schools, it's going to be Iowa State. And the reason that we didn't put TCU or Oklahoma State in the, in the equation, I'm just uncertain of the quarterback position at either of those two schools in your mind pete oklahoma state or tcu who's in a better place quarterback wise well quarterback wise i would say oklahoma state spencer sanders uh, was the player of the year in the state of texas two years ago he redshirted last year then you have drew brown the transfer from hawaii little surprised that he did not get the get the call last year but still those are two guys that you know one big time prospect who redshirted who had no injury issue. The other one, a transfer with a lot of experience. At TCU, it's much more of a mixed bag. You know, I mean, it's much more of a mixed bag. They got a guy from two years ago that was a four- or five-star player. Rodgers? Yeah, Rodgers, Justin Rodgers, who got hurt and did not play, and he's still recovering from a knee injury. Oh, he is. Years ago. Yeah, he's still not 100% from that knee injury. Um, And then you have some of the guys from last year that were in, that were out. Uh, Bielstein, and then you have Alex Delton, the transfer from Kansas State. I don't think Alex Delton works in TCU system with Sonny Cumbie, the offensive coordinator. Alex Delton's an old school, uh, you know, wing T type quarterback. <laughs> Run the ball, he can throw a little bit, but that's not really what Sonny Cumbie wants to do at TCU. So I think Oklahoma State is better at the quarterback position. But that being said, I think TCU is in a better place to finish higher up in the standings. Gary Patterson always has a bounce back year. Look at the last almost 10 years. When he wins six games and has a down year by TCU standards, he bounces back with double-digit wins. I'm not predicting that, but the defense is very good. Uh, the skill positions are very good as well on the offensive side of the ball. If they can figure out the quarterback in Fort Worth, I mean, they got to a Big 12 championship game with Kenny Hill. <laughs> Kenny Hill's not a great quarterback right. or a great player by any stretch of the imagination, but he got it done. They can do it with Kenny Hill. They can do it with one of these guys if they're all healthy and if they're serviceable. Same kind of thing there with Gundy and the bounce back, and we were just talking about that, Pete, the way that he's been able to bounce back after down years coming back with double-digit wins. Defensively, though, boy, they, they really struggled, and they've struggled for a while here on that side of the football. How much better could they be, or do you expect them to be any better over on the other side for the Cowboys? I, I don't, um, and it's, it's not a knock on the staff. It's not a knock on the players. But for years, we've waited for Oklahoma State to be decent on that side of the ball. And they've had their moments. Uh, they certainly have had players who have gotten drafted on that side of the ball. But, you know, Mike Gundy, he's had the offense before where he should be winning a Big 12 title. He doesn't. He doesn't even get over the hump against Oklahoma outside of the 2011 season. So it's, it's more of a top-down thing with Oklahoma State. I want to say that this is the year things turn around uh, for the defense. They have a defense that can not carry the offense, but at least stack up to that side of the ball. I don't see it being this year. Oklahoma State can be, if things really click right, um, one of the dark horses in the Big 12. But you could say that, really, about half of the teams in the Big 12. You can say Oklahoma and Texas, for obvious reasons, and then you can make a strong argument that the third team in the conference is anywhere from Baylor, Iowa State, TCU, Oklahoma State. 
uh, you could go four or five mm-hmm. teams deep on who would be that third team in the conference. You know, and we came up with Iowa State, and, and full disclosure, you know the market that you're speaking with. We're <laughs> yep. in Des Moines, but, you know, Trent's an Iowa fan, and I'm Switzerland. Um, but I still think this defense for Iowa State, we've never seen anything like this here, Pete. We haven't. And their defense has been better under Campbell and Heacock, particularly, the last couple of years. And this defense for Iowa State is absolutely legit. That's why I put them at three. When you look at Iowa State, what do you see? I see two. I see the second best team in the Big Twelve. Wow. Um, I, I, I behind uh, who we did our preseason. We we did our preseason poll for Heartland College Sports. We had them um, second with Iowa State. I as uh, myself as a voter, I put them second. I think that Texas is getting way overhyped. Mm. They lost eight starters on the defensive side of the ball. Todd Orlando is a really good coach. Yes, they have a lot of talent, but boy, it just feels like that perfect storm where we're going to hype up Texas and hype up Texas, and then they're going to let us down. Yeah. So then I started looking at the rest of the conference, and I, I do think that there is still, and there will once again be, that big gap between Oklahoma and everybody else. But I see that defense that you mentioned Heacock has going at, at Iowa State. That front seven is going to be the best front seven of the Big 12. Yep. Um, you have Eisworth back, of course, leading the secondary. You lose the corners, but I trust the depth. I trust Heacock's system. And then offensively, if Brock Purdy is what I think he can be, and I know he's losing a lot of big pieces in Montgomery and Butler, but if Brock Purdy is what I think he can be, which is reach his potential and be one of the top two quarterbacks in this conference behind that offensive line, Iowa State is going to be a heck of a team to try to beat this fall, and I do think they'll finish second in the conference. If that comes to fruition, we know what a hot commodity Matt Campbell was, but that next step, something that there's been many people believe could never happen at Iowa State, getting to a conference championship game with the current construction of the 10-team conference of the Big 12. How nuts is the craziness going to be, teams, NFL, and college both, making the phone call to Matt Campbell? It, it, it's going to be bonkers, Trent. Um, <laughs> you know that. And, and to Campbell's credit, you know I don't think there's a coaching job, uh, and we've talked about this on the show with you guys before, yeah. but... I don't think there's that college coaching job outside of Ohio State or maybe Notre Dame right. that is appealing enough to him to leave for. I agree. What I'd be concerned about at this point is the NFL. I mean, as the NFL game continues to pull from the college game, it's not that Matt Campbell has some great system like Cliff Kingsbury where he's a quarterback whisperer or an offensive guru. But, man, you want to talk about a leader of men. Uh, that is what Matt Campbell is. Matt Campbell is a leader of men. And I'm not saying he's interested in that. Frankly, I think he's better suited for the college game based on his style, based on his coaching attitude, based on how he wants to run business. I think Matt Campbell is perfectly suited for the college game and running a program, not being an NFL head coach. But I'll tell you what, as these NFL teams and these GMs try to be the next great outside-the-box thinker, they try to be the guy that changes the game, that flips the game upside its head, like Cliff Kingsbury with the Cardinals, it's not crazy, especially in the NFL when you have that type of turnover that you have with these coaches. Every year, a third of the league is blown out. Um, College, I I just don't see Campbell going to an SEC opening. I don't see him being uh, drawn to a mediocre SEC job because they throw 6 or $7 million a year at him. I don't see it. The college jobs he'd be interested in aren't there right now. So uh, if there's any conversation on it, it'll probably be the NFL. I'm with you, and uh, I'll be honest, I love the NFL. Um, And when the Cleveland Browns hired Freddie Kitchens, I went, who? 
um, and that, yeah. and he's an Ohio guy. And I'm with you. Those are the two jobs, the two college jobs, Notre Dame, Ohio State, in the reverse order, I think, would be the ones. But they're not coming open any, anytime soon. Speaking of coaches, my final thing for you here, Pete, and we appreciate you coming on. Heartland College Sports, uh, Pete Mundo joins the program. We get Matt Postens a lot from Heartland College Sports. We're grateful for the relationship. I don't get why Les Miles chose Kansas. I really and truly don't. I mean, he's, he's, he must have had a football Jones, and he had to scratch it somehow. Why Kansas? I get the relationship there, but we're talking Jayhawk football, and Les Miles was a national championship. I don't understand. I think he's bored. I, I mean, he, he's not going to get another Power 5 job. There was no one else that was going to hire Les Miles. Uh, it just wasn't going to happen. There was, frankly, one job he could have gotten, and it was from his friend, as you mentioned, Jeff Long, the athletic director, and it was at Kansas. And I think, you know, the pride in Les Miles, he, could he have gotten a good FCS job? Probably. Does he want an FCS job? Not when you've won a national championship, you don't. So he can build this as this is going to be my uh, last hurrah, my great rebuild. I'll be the guy that gets this thing back on track to mediocrity and then hand the reins off to some protege. Uh, that's how he can build this thing, and that's how he can uh, pitch this thing to himself, which is really what matters. Do I think he's going to do it? I, right now, I, I'd say my odds would be no, but I want to really see what he's like at, at Media Days next week, get a feel for him, um, see how committed he seems to be and, and where that passion is, where that fire is coming from right now, and, and kind of see how that works with Les Miles. But I, I think for Kansas, it was the right call because – at this point, who are you going to get? Is the young up-and-coming hotshot really going to go to KU, or is that a career killer for him? Probably a career killer. The mediocre David Beatty, let's take a wide receivers coach from Texas A&M, right. that's already failed you. This is a guy with a national championship. If it works, Jeff Long will have a statue outside the athletic <laughs> department, and uh, so will Les Miles outside of the new stadium. If it doesn't, then they move on to the next person in Lawrence, and away we go. Last thing for you, Pete Mundo joining us, Heartland College Sports. Tell us about what you guys have planned for Big Ten, Big 12 Media Days there on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, we'll have uh, four guys down there from Heartland College Sports. You mentioned Matthew Poston, Derek Duke, and uh, Cam Brock. Four of us will all be down there in Dallas-Fort Worth on Monday and Tuesday. We will have a uh, ton of written content, podcast content, uh, video content. So we've got a busy, uh, busy few days coming up, the calm before the storm, and then once you get to Media Days, We'll be rolling out season preview stuff and uh, and things like that over at Heartland College Sports. It's a go-to destination for Big 12 fans, no doubt about it. Heartland College Sports. Pete, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Gentlemen, really appreciate it. Sorry it was a couple minutes late. Thanks uh, so much. No, no big deal. Uh, do it again. Thank you. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. Um, you know, I'm going to have to take another look maybe at the Cowboy. I didn't realize that kid, Sanders, yeah. was as highly ranked best quarterback in the state of Texas. That's, Two years ago? That's impressive, right? They play a little football in Texas. They do. Highly regarded. It's not some 5'8 guy out there. Mm-hmm. Did they just give it to Cornelison because he was such a... He'd been there. Yeah, and he... Good soldier. Yeah, he, he was, waited his turn. And and the way those guys develop. Gundy's had a few of those guys yeah. very late in their career, don't see much action, and then, oh, he's going to be a starter. How good is he? And, and then that. So What's Oklahoma State's? Where where where, where they're, they're at Texas... They're at Iowa State, yeah, that's at West Virginia. Oh, of course, Bedlam's the uh, final week that uh, is in Stillwater this year. Open up on a Friday against Oregon State, so that's uh, one you can put down yes. to take a look at. Oregon State hosting Oklahoma State. That defense, though, is bad. 
Yeah, it is. It is. They fired the um, uh, the coordinator. Yes. Glenn, um, oh, I don't remember his last name. starts with an S. Anyways. Um, slippy? Slappy? No, Slappy. Yeah, we'll go with Slappy. Samsonite. No, it's not that. It's Glenn something. I, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Jim Knowles is the new DC. Okay. Where did he come from? Do you Duke. Know? A dookie. A dookie. Uh, let's give away some barbecue, shall we? We'll unbusy the phone lines. We'll take the first four callers right now. Zach Johnson's going to make the cut. Yes. Uh, he's right now going to make the cut. So I think we'll probably make that top 25. 284-5966. We'll give you four props and a tiebreaker. If you get the most right, we'll give you a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up gets 25. 284-5966. If you're getting a ring, you're in. Getting a busy signal. Probably going to have to wait till next week, although Commissioner Condon has found somebody trying to sneak into this thing. Yes, 30 days in between wins. You have to wait your 30 days. Uh, 2845966. If you're getting a ring, you're in. Claxons giveaway next. Miller and Condon, 1460. One for podcasts. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Glenn Spencer. Glenn He's Spencer. married to Janine Edwards. You remember her sideline reporter on football oh, games? yeah, yeah, yeah. Janine Edwards got... Remember Ron Franklin? I do. Who did a lot of games, and Ron, Ron, Frank, Ron Franklin. And Ron Franklin lost his gig because of some inappropriate behavior. Mm-hmm. Um... Inappropriate words uh, with, uh, with with Janine Edwards. Anyways, so it's time to give away some Claxons barbecue. Claxons in Altoona. They've been in business for 21 years. Claxons barbecue in Altoona makes it possible for us to do this week in and week out. 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. If you want to check them out online, it's Claxons. Our Claxons is the restaurant, but the website is Claxon. Lose the S. C L A X O N B B Q. We'll give you four props. You give us four answers in a tiebreaker. The runner up gets twenty five. The winner thirty five bucks. Adam is first. Adam, how are you? Good. Good. Just doing. Uh let's do the Just women's good. final in uh, in Wimbledon. Serena or some gal by the name of Hollop. She now Hollop is the higher seed, by the way. Who do you like in Wimbledon? Uh, Serena. That's what I figured. <laughs> I think that's probably good. And I'm with you. I'd have done the same thing. Will Zach Johnson finish in the top 25 at the John Deere Classic? Oh, that's his, isn't it? I yeah. think so. All right. Uh, the Dodgers and the Red Sox have a three-game series this weekend at Fenway Pack. Uh, Dodgers or Red Sox? Who wins the series? Uh, Dodgers. Two and a half is the number we put this weekend for Rizzo and Baez. Combined, will those two Cubs hit over or under two and a half home runs this weekend? The Cubs fans, so I hope so, but I'm going to say no because I've been wrong every time. Taking the under on that one. Okay, Adam. And then here's the tiebreaker. It's CFL football. It's <laughs> Toronto and it's Winnipeg. Uh, total points scored in that game. Closest without going over. Uh 35. 35. Adam, have a good weekend. Thank you. You too, Ken. Thanks. Yeah, good to talk to you. Uh, Bill is next. Hey, Bill, how's things? 
Great, Kenny. Love the show. Thank you. You guys say stuff every day that I agree with. Well, that's good. We appreciate you listening, Bill. Uh, Wimbledon. Will Serena Edwards or Edwards Serena Williams or the other gal win the uh, will will win Wimbledon? I'm going to pick the other gal, and I hope I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, Zach Johnson. Does he finish in the top twenty-five? Yes. Dodgers Red Sox this weekend. Bill, who you got in the three-game series? Red Sox. Rizzo Baez over under two and a half home runs this weekend in the three game series against the Buccos. Under. And total points scored in the Argos Bombers game tonight in Winnipeg. Over under closest. 42. Not over under total points. 42. Bill, thank 42. you. Got it. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. David is next. David, welcome to Miller and Condon. How's things, David? Very good. Thank you. Uh, Serena Williams, will she win the uh, Wimbledon? Yes. Zach Johnson, does he finish in the top 25? No. Dodgers-Red Sox this weekend. Who have you got? Red Sox. Rizzo and Baez, over-under, combined two-and-a-half home runs, the three-game set against Pittsburgh. Under. Total points, Argos-Winnipeg tonight, closest without going over. 57. Thank you, David. Have a good weekend. Thank you. And uh, John brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hi, John. How's things? Good, thanks. Uh, Serena Williams, will she win the championship on Sunday? Yes. Zach Johnson, does he finish in the top 25? No, unfortunately. Los Angeles Dodgers versus the Red Sox in Fenway. Who you got in that three-game set? L.A. Rizzo and Baez combined over under two-and-a-half home runs, three-game set against Pittsburgh. Under. And the total points scored tonight, Toronto versus Winnipeg in the CFL, closest without going over. Let's go 45. 45. John, thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate Claxons for making this possible. 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Check them out, folks. Been in business over 20 years making barbecue in Altoona. All right, Trent Condon. We didn't mention your twins uh, versus yeah. the Indians. A little, little hurt that you didn't put that in the Claxons this <laughs> well, week. Well, it's a four-game series. It's a three-game series. Now, somebody told us early in the week it's a four-game set. They were wrong. Oh, I wish you would have told me. I would have used that one. Because oh, I thought it. it was a wraparound It was uh, Matt Snyder who mentioned that. I let it pass. But yeah, three-gamer okay. goes through Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm still confident in the Twins. Oh, it's a big weekend. It is. Now, wh- how, when did they see the Indians again? It's not, it's not long after this, right? And I think they have 13 games they left. They do have 13 left against them, yes. I mean, you, if the Indians go 10-3. and three, They're right. This thing's going to go right to the wire. Yes. Still confident with my team. Who's, who uh, starts tonight for uh, for the Twins, do you know? Gibson. Don't like that. Uh, Gibson he's, was taken before. He's going the wrong way. Clevenger on the other side for the Indians. Mm-hmm. Game two, Odorizzi Bauer. That's oh, tomorrow night. Standing. Yes, that is. Saturday night. So is that Condon Fox household. or do, do, do we know? Uh, that'll be regional. That'll be Fox Sports North. Okay. And then on Sunday, the pitching matchups, Barrios, Bieber. Another mm. good one. 12, noon, first pitch there. Start your baseball day on Sunday with that. I'm going to start my baseball weekend at 120 in Pittsburgh, or in Chicago, rather. Yes. Pretty I good. A big one there. Darvish versus Archer. Boy, Chris Archer's been bad. This is a great weekend of baseball. It is. There's some really good series coming out of the break. Some real good series. Going to watch much of your Blue Jays? No. Probably not a single pitch. <laughs> not a pitch. Probably Playing not. the Yankees. Are they? I didn't even know. I, I, I wouldn't even have known that. Nationals-Phillies is incredibly That's compelling. That's good. Yeah. There's some good series. 
Some really good series. Uh, a week today, folks, is Hackfest. If you haven't uh, already made your plans to be a part of it, weather forecast, it's going to be sunny. And it's going to be a dry 99. A dry 99. That's the forecast. I'm going to stop when I get back to town, too. You won't make yes, it. Yes, yes. We're gonna, on the air till noon. Yes, and I'm going to get everything packed up. And be, uh, about what, uh, on the road by 1? I hope to be there by 6.30. Oh, if anybody's still around, I'll be there. I'll shake some hands. I'll just slug some beers. It's going to be a long weekend. A long week. Uh, Copper Creek is the scene of it, so yes. at least it's on the right part of town. It's not like you have to drive across the entire city uh, to get there. I'll be there before 6.30. I'm confident. So you are going. Of course. I land at 3.20. It's a party. I can't miss that. No, you can't. Represent the program, because I'll be toast by then. <laughs> we know that, too. Uh, <laughs> We are back on Monday, but you know what? There's more local programming. There's programming tomorrow as well, the KXNO pregame show. Messieurs Roberts and Songer on the air at 8 o'clock tomorrow. Murph and Andy, they join us next at 2. The Fanatics bring the local programming for Friday to a close. And then Monday, you know what's going to happen? Morning Rush is going to start it all again at 6. Thanks for being here. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports.